You get a, a notification, right, when I start recording? Uh, it'll say on my screen that it's recording the call. Okay. That'd be kind of weird if you didn't. You could just record all my calls without anyone knowing. Uh, okay, Creeper. I'm just saying, like, it's probably a good thing that you're notified that someone's recording your phone call. The Pharmacist on Netflix? I haven't seen the pharmacist. Uh, he recorded all his calls, and like, no, people wouldn't know. And I'd ask, like, "Are you recording this call?" And he'd be like, "No, no, yes." <laughs> I uh, I did watch was the one with the little kid and his parents. Yeah. Oh, about get done with this. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty good. It, it's it's an make- interesting, interesting documentary. Did you ever get to watch the? Uh, Aaron uh, Hernandez documentary? No, I just been hearing mixed things about it. So <clears throat> I know I've heard I've heard that uh, one of the people that claimed to be like his lover in high school. Apparently, that's not true. They weren't even. Yeah, that's yeah. what kind of made me not want to watch it. Like they were just posting all this stuff about how untrue that was. Yeah, but I mean, aside from that, there's still some pretty interesting information in it. Pretty interesting. Like it, it keeps your keeps your interest. It's not really a dull moment, and you get to hear like some of his phone calls, and you kind of get to know him like as a person, and kind of like realize that he was kind of he was a little crazy. Like, like he he legitimately thought he was going to get out and you know have a regular life. Seriously, pretty wild. Yeah. <clears throat> just based off the phone call, you can kind of tell, like, he's planning on doing stuff, and I don't know, it's weird. Like, it never, it never hit him that he was actually probably going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you murdered someone, kid. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. He murdered, like, three people, apparently. Jeez. Yeah, so he got, he got convicted of the one guy, but mm. then... I guess he, he didn't get convicted of the other two guys. So he got off with murdering two. The third one, they got him. It's a, that's it's a good life lesson. If you're going to murder, just murder two. Stay away from the third. Don't get greedy. That's what always gets you. Yeah. Once you, once you think you can get away with it, that's when they get you. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I, think, I think documentaries have become my kind of go-to now. Like, I'd rather watch a documentary over most TV shows. If it's a good oh, I doc- love a documentary, for sure. I've seen some, I've seen some pretty weird ones. Especially on uh, You could not I think, do y'all have HBO? Uh, not anymore. Oh, man, because there's this really good on HBO called I Love You, Now Die. So good. About that girl who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself. Uh, you know, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. So like good. they were trying to uh, they were trying to convict her, right? Like they were trying to. I think they did. Did they? Yeah. 
Or was it still ongoing? I'm not sure. But yeah, they were trying to convict her like manslaughter or something. Yeah, I remember, remember hearing about that. Which uh, I think, like, rightfully so. I mean, yeah, she obviously contributed to it, right? Like, if it wasn't for her, the dude probably would have been okay. He was definitely a little suicidal, but I think if she would, I think he probably wouldn't have gone through with it if she wasn't so persistent. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one, there's one documentary. I don't know. I think it was on Netflix. It was pretty crazy. This guy <clears throat> kind of meets up with his family, and they're really big into, uh, I think it's a Lutheran church or some kind of crazy church. Um, and he, like, gets really deep into this family, and he starts messing with the young daughter. The daughter's like eight or nine or something like that. What? Um, well, so while he's doing that, he's also convinced the wife to sleep with him, and he's convinced the dad to give him a hand job in the uh, truck as they're taking a ride down the street. So, oh, oh, I understand. It's um, the kidnapping or something, uh, kidnapped in plain sight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abducted in plain sight. Yeah. Okay. Craziest story I've ever. Like ever. Like what? Literally watching my mouth open the whole time, jaw dropped. Yeah, like that has to be some white people shit. Like that shit wouldn't roll in a Hispanic family. Who's gonna let a strange man be like, "Oh, I want to sleep with your daughter tonight"? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy. That was a crazy thing too. Is right? he convinced them that that was part of his treatment? That I've got to sleep next to your underage daughter, so I won't be a pedophile anymore. Like that's that's the treatment plan your doctor came up with. Come and on the fact, now. The fact that the parents are just okay with that, I don't know, man. That's that's sketchy. But, yeah, um, like, get out of here. It's probably the craziest documentary I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, that was a little, a little ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I, I remember watching, I think it was a mockumentary, you know, one of those documentaries that are meant to be fake. Uh, the Fire, who was it, the one about the music festival? Oh, what do you mean fake? I thought that was real. Was it real? I don't think it was real, was it? The Fire, the whole situation with the Fire Fest? But the whole, the documentary, was the documentary you mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see the documentary. But I think there's multiple. There's like two. There was one on Hulu and then one on Netflix. And the one on Netflix you're saying was not really... I don't know. It was pretty crazy. It was a funny documentary. Like, uh, at one point, they uh, they were trying to get water into the music festival. And the guy had to... Uh, the, the main guy running it told the coordinator that he had to go give the uh like the the president of the island or whatever he had to go give the president a hand job so they can get water into the <laughs> music festival. What? <clears throat> so I'm not sure if it was real or not, but uh it was pretty interesting. But I do I do love a good crazy documentary. Um yeah. that's what I spend most, most of my time doing. Aside from that, I've had some pretty interesting happenings over the past couple of weeks. Um, Let's hear it. 
One in particular was pretty eye-opening and funny. Um, so me trying to be a good parent, um, I volunteered for the second season in a row to be a soccer coach. Um, last year, last year I did it, and uh, I did it kind of late, so I wasn't able to draft my own team of three-year-olds, but uh, I was able to get in early and pick pick my team along with the other coaches. Um, so it's pretty pretty interesting because I mean, you know, going in, the only information we have on the kids is their first and last name, how old they are, and that's it, right? Like, so we're kind of just basing it off of names and age. Um, and then I guess some of the kids, they get their preference on what coach they want to be with and stuff like that. Like, if they know a coach, they can stick with that coach. Yeah. Uh, like, there was one coach, he already had his team completely filled by the time the draft happened. So Dang. He didn't have any picks. But I did notice something pretty interesting, which is pretty pretty funny to me. <clears throat> so I think I may have been the only only Hispanic guy coaching, which, uh, <laughs> which I would probably assume that most of these guys probably think that I actually know something about soccer. And uh, they'd be mistaken because I don't know anything. I, uh, I can barely dribble a ball. Um, but I did notice that uh, as the picks were going on, the first first kids taken off the board, they all had one thing in common. They uh, they all shared Latin descent. They all were having last names like Ramirez or Sanchez or Diaz and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty funny. I think it kind of uh, plays into the role that, you know, most people think that Hispanics, are into soccer and that their kids are probably going to be into soccer. I thought that was pretty funny. It's so true, though. Not that his things are into soccer, but that people think that. Because, like I said, when I played soccer, if you see a team full of, like, Hispanic people, you're like, oh, my gosh, they're about to fucking crush shit. We're about to lose. And oftentimes, that's not the case. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know why people think that. It's uh, it was pretty obvious because, like I said, those were so going through the draft. You know, um, all the Hispanics were taken off pretty early. Um, then we had fucking weird kids. We had Caucasian kids named Asher and Blazer and Laser and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting to see how uh, how different names. You know, you could identify different names with different races and stuff. That was pretty funny. Um, but there was there was one coach in particular that kind of caught my eye, and I don't yeah. know if this is, this is a normal thing or if this is just based off of this one one league. But this dude was all about his draft; like he wanted he wanted to win, which is crazy because at three years old we don't keep score. So yeah, no, you're not gonna no, get no. much action out of those games anyway. Like coaching, coaching last year showed me something. At three years old, I'm lucky to have enough kids to fill the field at one time. Um, yeah. So, but this this dude was all about it. Like he, <laughs> it's funny. 
Um, so it was kind of a snake draft, right? Like you go through, and then the last one gets the first pick, and then you go backwards. Um, so, like, we went through the first time. He was fine. But by the time the last person got a second pick, I guess he picked someone that that guy wanted. Because as the pick was named, he was like, motherfucker, that's who I wanted. And uh, he was pretty serious about it. And um, so I looked at him, and I kind of just laughed. I don't think anybody else either paid attention or noticed it, but I was like, man, this dude is serious, and he wants a winning team. But, uh, like, I don't know if these coaches know these kids, because I had no idea. I was just, I'm not going to lie, I kind of joined in on the uh, Hispanic first couple of picks, and then I kind of... You went wrong. You should have got the white ones. I I, well, I got a couple of couple of white Caucasian kids, so I'm hoping that these are kids. But I'll also say this. This is a city league, so I don't think anybody in this league is going to be too serious about soccer. Like, I don't expect to see a prodigy out here or anything like that. Well, there are three. I don't yeah. think... <laughs> I don't know. There's so last year. There's some pretty interesting things. Like I had one girl that was. Uh, I don't know if it was just because she was older, but she was a lot more coordinated, and she was actually able to dribble the ball really well and score and kind of do everything. But like she was so good to the point that she got bored, and she would uh, just walk off the field and go sit down and like eat a donut at points. Um, Dang. And there was a there's a kid we played against. This kid looked like he was nine years old. He was just pushing everybody around, and uh, he's like at least a half a foot taller than every other kid on every other team. When I coached, uh, they were four year olds. There, I had definitely had little girls that were you tell you could tell like maybe they were older or something, but they were taller and they could dribble and they could do all that. And then you had the ones that were like poor baby. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking my daughter is going to be more of the second, second type. Um, she's soccer is just not her sport. I don't think any sport is going to be her sport. Um, she's not into it, and I'm okay with that. Because uh, last year, like, <laughs> first game was cool. She was into it, um, and then it kind of just all went downhill after that. Like it was a struggle to just keep her on the field. But it doesn't help that games are like at eight, seven, thirty, eight. Yeah, I so early. She's not a morning person, and neither are her parents. And now it's going to be even worse with another baby that we got to lug around. Mhm. But I'll I'll say this: this kid likes mornings. Like he's real talkative and loud in the morning. It's kind of annoying when you're trying to sleep and he's talking. You say that, but you don't have a a four month old talking right next to your head. That I wish I was a morning person. Oh, it's not. It's not cool that my baby's a morning person because it keeps us up. No, I said. You said you think he's a morning person. I'm like, that's good. I wish I want to be more like him when I grow up. I want to be a morning person. Not me. I don't think I'm a morning person. I uh, I know I'm not. I fucking hate the mornings. If I can, I like sleeping in, taking naps. I'm not. 
not into waking up early. I love me a good nap. I think that has to do with shift work. I think shift work kind of makes me take naps whenever I can. That's true. I think I'm always tired because of that. Like, I can sleep whenever and wherever. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, no amount of sleep is enough either. Always tired, huh? <sighs> yep. Yeah, anyway, I'm always uh, I'm always getting yelled at by uh, by your friend over here because I'm constantly falling asleep, uh, yelling at me to wake up, make sure I don't drop the baby. <laughs> I don't think I'm not that bad. I can. It just gets miserable all the time, though, trying to stay, especially like that night, the day after you get off of nights. Ugh, that's the worst. So when you when you get off of nights, do you try to stay up or do you just go to sleep and oh, wake up no. early? I go to sleep for maybe like three, four hours. So I feel like I if, I, if I go to sleep for only three or four hours, that's just going to make me grumpier. I try to stay up before and like physically I was sick like I couldn't do it it was miserable <laughs> like my stomach hurt I was just so tired I was like drunk it's horrible I've uh I don't know I've done so if I if I go to sleep after being on night I'm not gonna wake up unless I get woken up until like 12 1 o'clock um so I've tried staying up also but I usually don't make it past four four o'clock in the afternoon the next, next exactly. day. So, you take like an awkward time nap so then that just messes you up yeah it's uh it's pretty you bad I mean, at 12, like I wake up at like 11 or 12 and then you're tired but then you can still go to bed like at a normal time that night but you you also get off at seven, right? Like y'all are seven to seven. No, I do uh, six to six. Six to six. Okay, so that's not too much different. So we do five to five. Okay. But it's not too much of a difference. Yeah, I don't know. I still I've been doing shift work. I guess for nine years, something like that, and I still don't know how to do it. Right? Still trying to figure it out. It's stupid. That's what it is. Not, it's not the greatest, but it's a job, so I can't really complain too much. That pays well. It pays better than most other things I've done. The worst was job. That, was that? The worst job you've had. The worst job I've had? Honestly, I think it was so. Worst paying job I had was the military. Worst job I've had though was probably my first job. I fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. Um, so now I try to stay away from fried chicken. I did that. I guess I was fifteen or sixteen, and I did that pretty much throughout high school. On and off. Um, it was pretty bad. Like, it just made me 
tight chicken and obviously I was always greasy and smelled like fried chicken. So it was horrible. I didn't enjoy it very much. Yeah, that would definitely make me hate fried chicken too. Oh, yeah. It was pretty bad. But like I said, my worst paying job based off of like just hours worked and amount paid was the military. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. I, uh, like just cause like you're obviously not paid by the hour. You just paid a certain amount no matter how much you work. And they worked us ragged. Um, and it didn't help that it was in Montana either. So Ew. I don't know you're in Montana. Yeah, I was in the great state of Montana. Um coming from Texas, that uh that sucked. Because, you know, in Texas you have summer like eight months out of the year and then yeah. two months of winter and then a month of just shitty weather. So in Montana it was pretty opposite. Like there's like five months of straight up winter. Oh no! Summer, like you had legitimate seasons, I guess. Um, but like <clears throat> the crazy thing is, is like the first day I went, first day I get off the plane, um, and I have clothes indicative of me living in Texas. And um, it was like 60 degrees, and I'm dressed like it's fucking a normal month in Texas. So I wasn't prepared at all. And like the second day I was there, it had already snowed, and it was horrible. I didn't have a vehicle, so I had to walk everywhere. I didn't really have clothes that would keep me warm, and I didn't know anything about Montana or any people there or anything like that. So it was pretty bad. And then, like, so pretty much we were security guards. Um, we would go to sites with, uh, like, maintenance people and sit around while they did their work. Um, and then sometimes when security systems went down, we'd have to stay out there in campers for couple of days at a time until they got it fixed. So I had to do that a couple of times. And that always happens in the winter. That never happens in the one month of summer. <laughs> like, you would have to take bottles of propane to turn on heaters and stuff, and you'd have to take a bunch of food. So it was pretty bad. Um, but that was probably my worst paying job. It was pretty bad. How about you, ma'am? What was your worst job? Okay, not really the worst. The worst thing I had to do at a job, I used to work. My first job was HEB, and uh, that wasn't bad, but I worked at a little HEB, so I had to push carts and clean the bathrooms and do all that stupid stuff. And that was like the worst. Girls' bathrooms are so gross. (laughs) Guys' bathrooms are like just permanently smell like pee. Oh my gosh, I was so happy when I went to bigger or when I got promoted to a catcher and I did again. Oh my goodness. And oh, and roughing soccer sucked. I hated it. Oh, I hated it. I, that didn't last long. 
Why, uh, why was refing soccer so bad? Because you're running up and down the field with the people, and you have, like, a split second to make a decision. And, of course, half the field, you know, yeah, that was a good one. The other half is like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? And it's like, there's no winning. You can't take a decision back in time. <clears throat> it's just like, it's so much going on. Oh, my goodness. Like, I guess that would be my first job because I was young. I mean, the money was cool because I wasn't making money anywhere else, but it was miserable. I would get, ugh, I would just get so upset. So that did not last long at all. I don't know. Like, shout out to all those refs out there because y'all are the true MVPs. That shit's hard. Mm-hmm. What uh, what age were you refing? Um, I was probably fourteen and fifteen. Because it was before I could get a real job. And once I get a real job, I was like, I'm out. I can't. No, like what age? What age were the players? Oh, oh, oh. Um. They were probably like 10, 10, 11. And then I would do the sideline ref for any age because that doesn't matter. But when I was a center ref, they were probably like 10 or 11. Mm. I would assume you're getting you're getting bombarded by parents saying you were making bad calls all the time. I mean, some of my calls are pretty shit because like I said, you have a <laughs> second to make a decision. You don't, you know... And girls, so you, you admit that your calls were shitty, huh? You admit your calls were shitty then. Some were because I'm like, ooh, was that a foul? I don't know. Because and like, are <laughs> different guys. You just push one a little bitty bit. The other guy is gonna be falling all over the floor. Girls aren't like that, and so you can't. And some, if it's going back and forth, you just let it go because you know they're playing rough it's what you do and then it's like where you draw the line are they off sides i don't know <laughs> is it just one ref on the field uh it depends on what age you have when they're younger it is just a center ref and then it's older get you have the center ref and you have the two sideline refs who can also make calls not like you can but they can like wave their flag and stuff but for the most part it's on you boo and it's awful. It's just too much pressure. I know we don't we don't have any refs for three and four year olds. Well, you also don't even use your hand. Like that's not real soccer. What? It's cute, but the rules are a little different. I'll uh, I'll say this. I'm uh, I'm tempted to get a a six year old to dress up and be on my team. That way, I know I win every game. When I, when I coach, like I uh, was saying, there's this one girl, she, and she had a sister, they were the same age, looked completely different. This other little girl was huge <laughs> and was just cleaning the floor with these other kids. And I'm like, I know dang well. Not the same age as these other girls. Couldn't, couldn't be possible, Like I said, I, I know that there's no way. Like, this kid, unless they had him on HGH from the age of two, there's no way this kid was, like, three years old. Because this dude, this dude was big. It is like not a little kid's soccer. Come on. 
I could have sworn that I seen some five o'clock shadow on them. They was that big. Um, <laughs> crazy thing that happened last season too was I uh, I took a kid out with my head at one point. I headbutted a kid and uh, oh my made him cry pretty good. Um, I'll say it was an accident, whether it was or wasn't. Will always be in my head though. Um, I'll tell you this though: the kid didn't score another goal after that. Oh my goodness! Um, I hope for that. But I think uh, I think soccer season is going to be interesting. And now that my wife's not pregnant, she can also coach, so I won't have to deal with her on the sideline yelling at me about my coaching style. <laughs> so I want you to go out there and do it. Exactly. I'll uh, I'll tell her I'll take care of the baby. You go figure out what these kids need to hear because um, I tried, but I'll admit that I wasn't a very good coach. I don't think any kid came out better than what they were. Um, so so sign up to do it again. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, I guess I just want to be. I want to be that dad that coaches their kids. But I wish it was more of a sport that I actually knew something about because soccer is not, not my thing. But I guess... Like, if I had girl, kids and they played sports, I don't think I'd want to coach because I just want to focus on my kid, you know? I want to talk shit <laughs> about the other kids who aren't as good as my <laughs> kids. And I want to have drink in my cup. And I just... That's what I want to do. I don't think I want to be a coach. I want to just be like... Your kid sucks. My kid's a superstar. <laughs> so, and yes, I may not be sober right now. I want to be that mom. Mm. Now, I'm, uh, I'm surprised. He can do what he wants to do. I don't care. I'm not coaching. We'll work on the weekends and stuff, especially my kid likes soccer. We're, I'm, we're getting it on the week, you know. But as far as game day, nah. I'm not coaching. That's your relaxation day, huh? I guess um, I just I'm laser focused on my kid. My kid doing what my kid has to do, and me telling this lady her kid needs to get his shit together, making my kid look bad. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll I'll say this now that my wife's not pregnant or breastfeeding, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point she gets kicked off the field for being drunk or intoxicated. Um, she likes to party sometimes. I'm not them six o'clock, seven o'clock games. You never know, man. It might be it might be a good night before that you just keep going. Just an awful binger. All nighters. I don't think we're we're capable of those though. We uh we like our sleep. Yeah, that's a bit much. If I'm like, wait, you trying to be up past ten? Hold on. Oh, that, that was another thing that happened, too, right? Y'all had a girls' night. Um, how did that go? Um, it was fun. I think it ended yeah. fun. The part's kind of like, man, I think, well, maybe we chose the wrong thing to do. We went to eat. That was fun. Whatever. Waitress talked shit about me being single. And then we went dancing. But I think it's kind of hard for a group of girls to go dancing, like country dancing. So we stayed there for a while, and then we ended up at some little sports bar with, and that was pretty cool. They had like big games, and they had um, 
like TVs everywhere. And it was just like a cool little vibe. That place was really cool. So we had fun there. We closed that place down. We came home and mm. ate y'all leftover food from the fight. And yeah, I know. When y'all, uh, when y'all came in the house, y'all scared the shit out of me because I was sleeping in my bed. And I, my door opens and my wife comes in and asks me where my cheese is. <laughs> so that was a, yeah, that was a little scary. Oh. Yeah, I know. I was looking forward to eating that cheese the next day and it was gone. Oh, yeah. It was so freaking good. Uh, I, I don't think it actually was that good. I think y'all were just hungry as shit. A little drunky drunk. Yeah, that might that might explain why that cheese went down so well. But, uh, but with y'all with y'all going out, it actually it actually started a conversation between uh, me and the uh, other person that is normally on these recordings. Um, we started talking about the uh, the difference between girls going out in the group and guys going out in the group. Like it was pretty it's pretty funny. It was a pretty interesting conversation. So. Like, when girls go out in the group, at least with y'all, it seemed like y'all had issues actually planning on where y'all were going out. Like, y'all didn't figure out what y'all were doing until the last minute. I think it's because within our group, there's a few different personalities. There's half more laid back, let's go with the flow, let's just... We're down for anything. And the other half's a little more classy and care where we go and don't want to do certain things. And so it's kind of hard to cater to everybody. So we knew for sure, all right, we're going to get something to eat. And then after, like, what kind of place do we want to go to? And I think that's what it's kind of difficult because you want everybody to enjoy themselves. Mm. And then y'all went, y'all went to, a, to a pretty fancy little steakhouse to start off the night. I feel like Sawgrass is not that fancy. Uh, that's a place you can't go in cargo shorts, right? No, not no. you can go whatever you want. I don't think they care. Oh, really? Hmm. It ain't that. It's not. No, no, no. It's not no white fog. <laughs> okay. Um, but I feel like, all right, so whenever like we go out as a group of guys, we'll just go to like a wing place or a Mexican place, and the main thing isn't really eating. It's kind of just like let's get some drinks in before we go get some more drinks. Like <laughs> let's go drink before we drink. Yeah, yeah. Let's go pregame drink before we drink drink, and then we don't. I guess we don't go out because it'd be weird, right? If a bunch of guys go out to go dance together, that like we'd get looks, you know. Uh, um, I don't know. Not so. Like we'll be we'll be on the dance floor doing a two step together, and especially in the country bar, we might get some looks from some MAGA hat wears and stuff like that. Um, so we usually don't go out to bars, or we don't usually go out to clubs or anything like that. Like we'll go to Top Golf or places like that, or we'll go watch a fight. Um, so it seems like it's easier for guys to plan a night out. Like we've got, we've got some planned for next next weekend that should be pretty fun, and it uh came together pretty easily. We'll be going to a a Houston Roughnecks game, so that should be fun. Oh, I actually have a friend that plays 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the rugby team, right? Nope, not the rugby team, ma'am. Oh, the XL football team? Yeah, the XFL football team. <laughs> what is it called? XLD or something? XFL. Oh, oh, XFL. Where did I get the B from? Oh, that'll be fun. It'll be hopefully fun. Um, we'll see. We got some pretty uh-huh. decent. I mean, people talk about like the league on Facebook, and it's getting some good. People say they like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely getting gaining popularity. It seems like it's held its popularity. Like, uh, I guess Houston, Houston's pretty good. They haven't lost a game yet, so it should be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was, it was pretty easy once we once we figured out what we wanted to do. But there, there's another thing too. Is like, I guess all the guys we've been friends for a pretty long time, so you know. Interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and so I'm all the girls. Uh, just posting our little girl group, like a little, like those little classes where you make a sign or something. It was a wreath, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." And then we saw the price, and we're like, "Oh no, I'm out." <laughs> so that was like we would have been totally down for that drinks after. You'd have been down if the price is right, though. I'm not paying sixty five dollars for a sunflower. Got me messed up. Yeah, that seems weird, right? Like you're paying sixty five dollars, and you're taking your, but you you take your own alcohol too, right? Yeah, so I'm paying sixty five. Like I'll buy my own supplies too. Let's not play well. You're paying sixty five dollars pretty much to for some paint and a candle. Yeah. Yeah, or I don't know what this was made out of. I didn't even, after I saw the price, I was uninterested. But things like that, we can all agree on. It's just, I guess the nightlife situation. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of what kind of place, because, you know, we'll go to Reno's. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not everybody likes Reno's. Because it's, you know, a little sketchy. Understandable. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's more than a little sketchy. We actually went a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's just downright dirty. Um, cause you you leave that place and you smell like you've been smoking a pack a day for thirty years. Like you're yeah, like your hair is off. That's definitely you know, as a black woman, I don't wash my hair every day, but that's somewhere I'm definitely watching it the next day. No ifs or but it's disgusting. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. Why don't girls wash their hair every day? Um, you sh- okay? As in general, you shouldn't even shower every day. It's just not. Oh man, what? you you dry out your skin, and it's just not. I'm not saying I shower pretty much every day. I work out every day. I shower every day. I go to work. So I'm not working out, so I'm not taking a shower. But. Yeah, it's not even that good for you to shower every day. You dry out your hair. You dry out your skin. And so you shouldn't really even wash your hair every day as a person. You know, dry it out. And white people, or I guess non-black people, your hair makes oil. And so your hair will become more oily because you're drying it out. So your body's making more oil. But... As a black person, our hair does not make oil, but we don't wash it every day because our hair is so dry already. I'm washing out the oils I'm putting in it, so I need to be moist. 
And it's a fucking hassle because my hair is nappy. And that's mm. another thing. Like, you probably shouldn't even comb it every day just because you're just pulling it out. Oh. It's just, it's a thing. And so I knew this girl, she had super oily hair, blah, blah. She was like, she should have just didn't wash her hair for a week. She just suffered through it. And then now she washes her hair once a week with like sulfate free shampoo. And she's like, it's not oily. I'm like, yeah, because your body's not overcompensating for the lack of oil. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never got that because my wife, my wife says the same thing. She doesn't wash her hair every day. And, uh, it's not necessary. If you're not sweating, it's really not necessary. I feel like I sweat all the time. Um, even when I get out of the shower, I usually sweat a little bit. To kind of a shower. Yeah, how people get out of the shower and then like put clothes on right after that? How do you do that? Because I'm like, I'm hot. <laughs> I need to go outside and cool down for like at least five minutes. I've got I've got small kids, so I can't just walk around. Letting, letting my body air out because um, then I I might get CPS called on me. So I've got to I've got to clothe myself, um, especially because it's a little girl. I don't need I don't need those questions yet. Um, but that's a that's a good thing to know. So once I once I grow up my mullet, I'll stop washing it. That way, it'll be beautiful and oh, bouncy. Goodness. Oh goodness. Um, you know, another thing we did from the last time is we actually we actually got some gym equipment for our garage. We're trying to we're trying to get a a home gym thing going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. treadmill action. There's a there's a treadmill that I'm too big for and can't use, but my wife can, so that's all her. Um, too big. Treadmill. It's a there's a there's a weight limit, and uh, I exceed that weight limit. <laughs> I can't. I can't run on it. I've tried. Um, so what happens is when my big ass takes a takes a step, I, I take pretty heavy steps too. So that probably doesn't help. But uh, like the the treadmill kind of skips, scares the shit out of me. I'm afraid I'm gonna fall off. So uh, I've decided that I'm not gonna use it anymore. That's but hilarious. but there is uh, there is some weight. So I've got a, a squat rack. Uh, a bar. I've got about 200, 200 pounds of Olympic weights. I got some dumbbells. Was that? You got bumper plates? No, I don't have the bumper plates. I just got the uh, actual metal plates. Oh, man. We need some bumper plates so we can go in there and throw down. No, nah, man. I'm not trying to throw weights around. Like, I'm sticking with the basics of, like, you know, bench, squats, maybe some deadlifts every once in a while. Um, but I think I think I am eventually gonna put in some mats on my floor. That way, I don't fuck up my concrete. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get some. Uh, I've been told that horse horse mats they use in uh, horse stalls are good to use and cheaper yeah. than. Yeah, but at my gym, they can other the feed store. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to probably get, get a bunch of those. But I guess the hope is that now I don't have the excuse of not having time to work out since I have it here at home. I should be able to actually do it. 
Yeah, literally just walk out the door. But um, I'm we've we've done it before, and it didn't work out too well. I ended up selling all my stuff just to make room in my garage for toy cars and horses that my daughter doesn't ride anymore. So we'll see how this goes. Take to it. I also did a week of the carnivore diet, so that was pretty interesting. Also heard about that. Yeah. Um, so the the diet was pretty good. I mean, so you're not I did, doing it anymore? No, 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 no. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, I'm not good with diets. So <laughs> it lasted it lasted about five days, which is better than I thought it would. Um, so then, is it worth it to do that? If you're- not on a diet? I think it would like is it worth it to get all the weights and stuff? No, 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 I'm saying like why do that diet for five days if it's not something gonna stick to? Like is that worth it to you? No, 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 no. So I thought I was gonna stick to it. Like it's not like I was like, oh I'm not gonna stick to it. No my my intention was to stick to it. But then uh, I realized that I'm not really much of a meat eater. So the diet didn't really vibe with me. Mm. So, like, the, you know, the whole thing, carnivore diet, you eat a bunch of food products that come from animals. Like, it's just animal-based products. So, meat, cheese, um, eggs, stuff like that. And That just uh, sounds awful. I bet your farts stink. Uh, I, I would assume so. I didn't smell them. Um, it was so... I did drop weight. Uh, I dropped probably about eight or nine pounds within those five days. So that was pretty cool. But I just got super tired of meat. Like, I don't I don't eat steak very much anyway. Like, that's not something that I normally eat. Like, I may have a steak a year, maybe. So, like, doing the diet, I didn't really realize that until I started eating steak every day. And then the eggs, like I tried, I tried staying away from cheese and stuff just because it says, you know, cheese is kind of on the borderline of stuff you're supposed to eat or you're not supposed to eat. Mm. Um, I tried to stay away from cheese. So I was just eating plain ass eggs and I realized that I don't like plain ass eggs very much. They're bland. They got a weird texture. Um, They're not very appetizing. No, I'm not an egg person either. Ugh. Yeah, I think it just made me realize that I don't really eat a whole lot of animal products. Like, I'll eat ground beef, but plain ground beef is not that good either. Like, um, No, that's disgusting. But I guess the whole point of a diet, right, is, is not to taste good food. It's to eat. No, fuck per- that. Like, I used to think that, and then I started going into the macros this last time with a whole different mindset mm-hmm. and I think like that's changed everything for me and that's kind of how I've lost so much this go around because I've done like paleo I've done whole 30 I've done all this stuff and you do it for a certain amount of days and you lose weight but then you're not eating certain stuff and so all you think is like oh my gosh I miss hamburgers <laughs> I miss pizza and that's literally it consumes you so then you 
your 30 days is up or you have a cheat day and it's so fucking good. You overeat, you kill everything. You cheat for like two months because food is fucking delicious and I love it. And alcohol is delicious and I love it. And so like it, it didn't work for me. It doesn't work. I don't think for anybody really. So then this time I call macros, I eat whatever the fuck I want. I just plug it in my macros and then it doesn't even matter. And I eat like I eat Rice Krispie treats every fucking day because I can't live without them or almost every day. <laughs> and, Where is oh, the birthday cake that, one? Oh my gosh. I've, I've heard about your your indulgences too. Like you got my wife out here looking for pretzel pop tarts. Uh, hey, yeah. Y'all ever find them? I need those. Doesn't that sound like sweet and salty? Put that bitch in the toaster and it'll be crunchy. Ugh. See, y'all are into some nasty shit. Like, if I'm indulging in some shit, I just want... Don't say y'all, because your wife is straight up nasty. Yeah, she's into some weird shit. Um, Especially when she's pregnant. When she's pregnant, she's into super weird stuff. But me... See, I want to find something that they've perfected that's just plain. Like me, I'm going bluebell Dutch chocolate, bluebell vanilla, maybe cookies and cream every once in a while. Like I'm going for something that is just amazing and like the best at what it is, but it's not trying to mix a whole bunch of shit into it either. What? Best bluebell ice cream flavor is? Hmm. Can't go on the classic. I'll get down some cookies and cream. But the bride's cake, oh, man. See, I don't need all that extra shit in my ice cream. Like, I just want, like, I don't think I've had, I have that crazy flavor profile either. Like, I don't, my uh, my taste isn't good enough to notice all the nuances of different flavors and shit. I just need some good-ass chocolate, some good-ass vanilla, you know? I don't need oh, all this shit. Oh, vanilla ass. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, that's me to a T. I'm, uh. Average ass vanilla person. Like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay status quo. You know, I'm not trying to exceed expectations or anything like that. Mm-mm. I'm trying to have all the goodness. No man, but that's a, that's another thing too. Is like with his diet is so. I had a cheat day, but then the cheat day leaked into the next day, and then the next mm-hmm. day, and now and now it's today, and I had Whataburger. So obviously mm-hmm. my cheat day turned turned into three three days long, um, but yeah. I'm hoping I'm kind of hoping that I eat a little better during the week and I actually work out five six days a week and make up for that. But then you have to ask yourself: Did you lose weight because you were only eating meat, or did you lose weight because you stopped eating all that junk? I think it was actually more of a a caloric deficit. Like, because I, I wasn't yeah, eating very much. Exactly. Like, I was just... So, I would just eat two two meals a day. And typically, the first meal would be maybe three or four eggs with, like, a four-ounce steak, a four-ounce uh, fatty steak. And I'd eat that. For lunch, probably around 11, 12, 2 o'clock, somewhere around there. And then I'd eat one more time, and I'd eat, like, hamburger meat with some butter, uh, maybe a little bit of sour cream, stuff like that. So I just wasn't taking in a lot of calories. And I was working out, so uh, 
was burning more calories than I was actually taking in. So that's that's kind of the reason I think I lost the weight more than just eating that, straight up. No, that's a hundred percent of the reason why you're losing weight. You just it doesn't matter what you eat. You just need to be in a caloric deficit. That's literally all you need. My ass fucking eats ice cream, and I still, you know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think that's the simplest way to put it, right? Is like as long yeah. as you. At the end of the day, if you're in a deficit, you are gonna lose weight. Yeah, and I have I have tried to start drinking more water. Uh, it's still it's still struggle at home, but at work I'm drinking a lot of water. So that's good. Um, yeah, stuff in, for me at home. I have to use like big water bottles and make sure I. Drink. I'm sitting right by mine right now, looking at it like, "Come on, you're almost there." <laughs> I put some wine in my macros. I need to finish this bottle before I can pour my wine. <laughs> That's one thing is I don't I don't take in like aside from the get-togethers we have every once in a while. Like I don't really take in alcohol aside from that. Like I don't. Uh, I've chilled out a lot too. Because that's that is something that was getting me. I found is I could you know eat fine, blah blah blah, but I'll drink a whole bottle of wine. So what are you doing? And I would do that, as is to say, often. Mm. And so I was like killing myself with the wine. So now, just every now and then, I'll drink some like kind wine, of shitty. So wine's super high in sugar, right? Well, I mean, a five-ounce glass of a drier wine, not like the super sweet Moscato's, is the same as an ounce shot of liquor. Huh? That's not bad. Huh? That's not bad, then. No, but who's just drinking one five-ounce pours? <laughs> That's the bad part. I don't know. I've never, I've never gotten into wine. Wine always tasted like shit to me. Oh, yeah, it's I definitely have to grow on you. I guess I've never... Taking the time to drink it more than twice, so I haven't gotten used to it. And I don't, I don't suppose I will. It's not my thing. Mm, it's an acquired taste. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my whiskeys and just uh, drink that. You do you. Whiskey and I are not on the best of terms. No, I'd rather have whiskey than most other liquors. Like, uh, if I'm taking a shot of something, it's gonna be tequila. I feel like that tastes the best to me. I'm a tequila person. Like, I don't know if any liquor really has a very good taste, but I'd rather taste whiskey than probably anything else. Like, I feel like whiskey doesn't burn me as much as tequila or vodka or something like that. Ew, vodka's all the way last. I would, vodka's, ugh, uh-uh, that's not my favorite. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not going around taking a bunch of shots either, so I don't got to worry about that. I'm a married, I'm a married man with two kids, so my uh, my nights of going out are probably 18 years away. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> okay, I think we should stop because I have to use the bathroom super bad. So. Supposedly grown, supposedly grown, supposedly grown, supposedly grown, supposedly grown, supposedly grown.